Blog Talk Radio. Sorry. <laughs> Here I am going on and on, and you y'all can't hear me. Um, sorry, my apologies. Welcome to the program. This is Keeper Swinepool. I'm Keeper, your host, and you know, every once in a while we forget to press the right buttons. Uh, I was saying, you know, since nobody could hear me, I'll go ahead and repeat myself, which I really don't like to do, but that's okay. Um, here it is Christmas, you know, Five wake-ups before Christmas Day. And, you know, I have not wrapped one Christmas present. I don't have a tree up in my house. I don't have any lights up. And it's not a bah humbug type moment. Uh, But it's kind of, you know, this is, Christmas is like number one, number two special times of the year for me. One of the things that I really, really enjoy. And my guest has not yet called in. And I'm not sure if there was a time mix-up or something like that, but um, he has not called in yet. So hopefully Dr. Martin will be with us shortly. Uh, But, you know, Christmas is like, you know, one of my favorite times of the year. You know, yeah, Fourth of July, awesome. Let's celebrate, you know, the the, the founding of America, even though it actually happened on July 2nd. A lot of people don't know that that's when it was actually signed, and it was then released on July 4th. But Christmas, you know, throughout my life has really been a special kind of time. My mom always made it special. And maybe it's because, you know, it's been diminishing for me um, since she passed away a number of years. It's been a while. Um, and maybe I'll get it back. Or maybe maybe I'll have um, – maybe I'll have – okay, just a few moments and, and I'll bring everybody in. Um, maybe in in a couple of years I'll have um, something to celebrate again, you know, and, and put up Christmas decorations and put up the little Dickens houses and things like that that I used to do for my mom when I was, you know, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years old. Even even into you know my early twenties, I would set this stuff up for her because, you know, she, she'd bring out the boxes and I'd put everything up and decorate the tree and you know we'd have a grand old time and there was family around. And I, I, unfortunately, I don't have that. Uh, I don't have my son all the time. And I'll have him Christmas Day, well, afternoon, for a little bit of time. And he'll open his presents and then he'll go home. And uh, that's kind of rough for a lot of people. And to, to hopefully bring some kind of Merry Christmas spirit into my world. I've been listening to this song for, you know, last couple of days and it really does kind of you know make me feel better about Christmas so I hope that it does you and this is uh, Sweet Angie 
the Christmas Angel, sung by the Cordettes and Arthur Godfrey. Um, it's not that long, so please bear with us. Uh, we need to like change things around here and get into a little bit different groove. So please enjoy the tune. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Plenty more of Keepers Mind Pool coming up with Dr. Martin and Chuck Hyman. Stay tuned. Sweet Angie, the Christmas tree angel, on the top of the tippy tippy top of the tree, all dressed up in stardust and tinsel. Have a very, very merry, merry Christmas, says she. While angels are shining the stars Christmas Eve, a sweet little angel takes heavenly leave. She likes to help Santa Claus dress up the tree. So next Christmas morning, look up and you'll see Sweet Angie, the Christmas tree angel. On the top of the tippy-tippy-top of the tree. All dressed up in stardust and tinsel. Have a very, very merry, merry Christmas, says she. She colors the lights and she sprinkles the snow. She hangs up the holly and bright mistletoe. The loveliest angel you ever have met. She makes Christmas one day we never forget. Sweet Angie, the Christmas tree angel. On the top of the tippy-tippy-top of the tree. All dressed up in stardust and tinsel. Have a very, very merry, merry Christmas, says she. When Santa has filled all the stockings with toys and left all his gifts for the good girls and boys, sweet Angie is busy till dawn starts to break. Arranging the toys till the children awake. Sweet Angie, the Christmas tree angel. On the top of the tippy-tippy-top of the tree. All dressed up in stardust and tinsel. Have a very, very merry, merry Christmas, says she. And then with the morning, a smile on her face. When Angie has put all the toys in their place. The next thing you know, softly laughing with glee, sweet Angie returns to the top of the tree. Sweet Angie, the Christmas tree angel, on the top of the tippy-tippy-top of the tree, all dressed up in stardust and tinsel. Have a very, very merry, merry Christmas, says she. A very, very merry, merry Christmas, says she. And says me too. So Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for paying attention to my ramblings because sometimes I do that. Um, I hope everyone has a very safe Christmas, a very happy new year, and let's bring some positive to what's going on. Right now, I'd like to bring in my first guest, Dr. Martin. And to be completely honest with absolutely everyone, I don't know a whole lot about this gentleman. So we're going to be covering a little bit of backstory here a little bit real quick. Um, Dr. Martin, are you there, sir? It's Marvin, yes. Oh, Marvin, excuse me. Uh, I knew, you know, I knew that. I've been typing that and saying that. Um, and for whatever reason, the name Martin popped up on my screen and then it just stuck. So please forgive me. 
ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Marvin. Hello. Uh, I know that I know that uh, you know. Looking at some of your bio, um, you've been in the medical field, uh, either in practice or oversight for 50 years, if not longer. Is that correct? Right, 56. Well, see, there you go. Longer than 50 years. Um, what have you been doing, just to give everybody a little bit of background about, about what you've done, what you're doing, and and you know, we'll get into what you're looking at right now because this is where tonight's show is kind of all about. So fill us in about you a little bit, if you would, um, well, and feel free to toot your own horn. I graduated from the University of Kansas School of Medicine after also graduating from the University of Kansas School of Pharmacy. So following my graduation, I went immediately into the Air Force, served three years in the Air Force, and uh, mostly in hospitals and uh, different different Air Force facilities. And then I was in private practice. I've uh, had an interest in radiation uh, since I was a young boy, and that's a long story. It has to do with Los Alamos in New Mexico. And uh, so I've... Uh, practice medicine. I've done geriatrics. I've done the entire field of medicine, and I'm very uh, interested in geriatrics. But more so, in my last 35 years, I've been very much focused on nutrition because we are what we eat. And uh, due to that, I have done much study, research, and treatment of people with different malnutritions, a good percentage of the population is malnourished in some aspect or another. But I am one of those. Yeah. I retired about five years ago and have worked more intently on nutrition during that last five years. So that's okay. about the uh, sum of it. What um, when, you talk about, when you talk about nutrition, um, the kinds of things that people eat, you know, as you said, we are what we eat. Uh, and you know, certain a certain portion of the dilemmas that face people, especially in you know, you're talking about geriatrics later on, um, and certainly with alcoholism, people forget to eat, so you're not eating anything. All you are doing is right. intaking alcohol. I mean, have you dealt with some with things like that? Yes, I've and, had and, and and how to combat that? Twenty years with alcoholism, maybe more. Wow, probably around thirty years treating uh, with alcoholics through uh, not only AA, but as a consultant to AA groups in drying out freshly uh, acquired members of the yeah. people severely addicted to alcohol. have had yeah, some yeah, experience with drug addiction, but um, primarily it's been mostly with alcohol. Right. And, so your focus is, uh, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the the one thing that's important, uh, our death rate is going up and our life expectancy is going down. Not many people know that, but it's published fact. For example, there's 86,212 more deaths in 2015 compared to 2014. So uh, this is where the U.S. ranks... 29th out of 43 countries in health. Now, we all feel that we're the healthiest people in the world. We aren't. 
29 no out of 43 <laughs> countries. And uh, it's right. primarily fast foods, high fat, high calorie, low nutrition foods we eat, quick foods. And this is our dilemma. It's killing us. We're digging our graves with our teeth. And uh, there's half of the American people, for example, are chronically ill. 50% of the American people are chronically ill. And the cost of health care is going way up. For example, prior to the Affordable Care Act, if you want to call it that, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was, you're, you're, you're punching my buttons, doctor. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we, uh, we had the cost of health care in the United States was 16, was six, excuse me, 6% of our GDP, 6% prior to the Unaffordable Care Act. And uh, now it's 17%. That would just give you an idea how our health in the United States is deteriorating because the big sales is fast food and unhealthy food. And well, no one in the world will be concerned about your health more than you. Well, let me ask you this. You are it. Um, so, and and let me let me throw this question out there really quick for you, okay? Um, with our life expectancy going down, okay, and um, the death rate of individuals going up, um, not to you know say anything less about what is actually transpiring, but could part of it be a factor that baby boomers are getting older and they're dying and that, you know, that might be part of what's going on? I mean, I do eat fast food. I eat out of a convenience store more times than I would care to admit. I don't, t- I don't make my own lunch. I don't eat regular. Um, I mean, I'll have, you know, a, a, a high-sodium biscuit or whatever it happens to be in the morning um, and then do the same thing at lunchtime. So I know my health sucks. And you're talking about, you know, convenience food or easy food or fast food, things like that. Not necessarily, quote, unquote, fast food as we've termed it, but do you think there might be a correlation between the number of deaths going up to baby boomers? No, and then I don't, because even per capita analysis shows an increase. There's more wow, cancer okay. nowadays than we've had before. We're losing the war on cancer. You know, cancer, yes. this last year, a year ago in the spring, went around heart disease as the number one cause of death. Cancer is now the number one cause of death in the United States. Heart disease and stroke are two. But hardly anybody ever asks me what is number three. What's the number three main cause of death in the United States? And I'm sure there's not a soul on your program tonight that could guess it. It's prescription drugs, rightly prescribed, rightly diagnosed in individuals, is the third leading cause of death. For example, (laughs) we had a dear friend. She was just 82, and she was feeling good one night, and so she went to the emergency room. She had bacteria, which is not a, a urinary tract infection, but a young intern saw that she had some bacteria in her urine, and, of course, give her the newest, sharpest, most expensive drug for urinary tract infections. She went into kidney failure and died three days later. Oh, my gosh. And the, the cause of death was prescription drugs. 
Now, we've got to be in charge of our health care. We have to be in charge of our own personal health care because no one else will. No one. I see many no, people absolutely. taking 20, 30, 40 prescription drugs at a time. Yeah. I had an old professor in medical school that said, you can chip this in marble anytime anyone gives you more than eight prescription drugs at one time, their diagnosis is wrong or their treatment's wrong. Nobody should have more than eight. I see people taking up to 40. I see many people taking 15, 16, 20. It's just horrid. That's that one scares uh, me. The, that, that, I'm sorry, Dr. Marvin. That really scares me. I mean, I have friends uh, that are really close to me that that take, you know, four or five and six and seven or eight, like you're talking about. And, I mean, and, you know, I live in Virginia, and recently um, somebody with some sort of wisdom better than mine supposedly has actually um, made it legal for anybody to walk up to a pharmacy counter and pay for Suboxone or Suboxone, or however you want to pronounce it. And, you know, mm-hmm. here we are talking about prescription drugs, where, you know, in the case of Suboxone, which is supposed to be a treatment for addiction to painkillers, mm-hmm. um, and, and if you can walk up to the counter and just buy it, you're not being treated for getting off of these things. No. You're not. And, you know, this is, you know, part and parcel of what you're talking about, where, People are being te- prescribed too many things, and the, and the fix is you know probably less or completely different, and it's not necessarily what the doctor says or thinks it is. Oh, so we're oh, in a big I'm, hurry. I, yeah. Most doctors, yeah. particularly HMOs, give you five minutes with each patient. I personally know a doctor, and I've been spent some time with him, and one day I spent. Uh, the afternoon just seeing patients with him. I followed him around and just watched everything. And it was okay. The people were on board with him. And as soon as the patient would go into the room, the nurse would come in and take the temperature, take the blood pressure, pulse, weight, and uh, have everything set. Well, as soon as this doctor came into the room working for a certain HMO, He would stick the thermometer in the patient's mouth. I didn't say anything for the first two times. And then we had a little break, and I said, say, uh, Bill, do you know uh, the nurses have already taken the temperature? You don't need to retake the temperature. Oh, he said, I know. I have to do that to keep it to five minutes so no one will ask me a question. Oh, wow. And that's the situation we're in. Not everybody, true, not everybody does it. But this is just a little idea of what we're doing with these big corporate medical organizations. And do you think the it's, do you think it's first, uh, second, third, and fourth in my book? Do you Not think so that, when you're in corporate business? With right. Do you medicine. think it's something that is? Do you think it's something that's being pushed by pharmaceutical companies to do this so that you know they can get their products sold? Well, I know that pharmaceutical companies are heavy duty in pushing the prescriptions. Right. 
But I, mean, a lot, a I lot think of that was mostly that due to the head count in the HMO. They wanted wow. so many people seen a day, and they give five minutes for the visit. And if you walk in, the person has six questions that's bothering her, you're already blown two slots. You're now at 10 to 15 minutes by the time you answer them all. So to prevent that, this one doctor, I don't say everybody's doing it, he takes their temperature because no one's going to try to talk with a mercury thermometer sticking under their tongue. They're afraid they'll yeah. break it. That or even even the, the, the plastic cupboard thing that's supposed to be electronic is supposed to be better than the mercury thermometer. I mean, yeah, I understand what you're talking about. So the only thing um, a rectal thermometer would be uh, appropriate, then uh, there wouldn't be any doubt that they could ask questions. Well, here, let me let me use that on the doctor because, you know, sometimes they don't listen. And the, that is that is exactly what you're talking about. I mean, if you have a relationship with your doctor and you actually are able to, you know, question him, sure. taking responsibility sure. for your own health, they are, in my eyes, duty-bound to answer your questions to the best of their ability. If they don't have the answer right then, then they need to go do some homework and come back to me with an answer because you are, as an individual, you are relying on them to sure. help you get better, not just sit there and you know take some drug that's going to you know not do anything and give you side effects, so you now you have to take another pill that's going to give you more side effects and take another pill, and you just you end up in this cycle. Right. I mean, these, well, these are the kinds of things that I've been, you know, observing from the outside. I rarely go to the doctor. Yeah. These are just things that I see on the outside that I've watched and and, and uh, not necessarily participated in because I don't want prescriptions. I right. would rather, you know, let my body do what it does and take care of itself. I'll take zinc. I'll take vitamin C. Um, I'll do all of these things to to you know let my body do what it's supposed to do. You're probably and people, less than 25% of the people, but you're doing right. You got it. That's the point. You have to watch your own health. As chief CEO of your own body, you need to watch what you eat and be current on what you can take to protect your body. You only got one of them, right. and uh, is, you, just, is you there, better use it very well. It's right. not is like a car something? where you can trade it in. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, you know, in your in your look at nutrition and things like that, and things that we deal with every day, um, I'm going to bring uh, Mr. Chuck Hyman in here real quick, uh, or shortly. And uh, uh, with you paying attention to nutrition, uh, and actually, uh, Chuck brought this kind of thing together to get you on my radio program. I appreciate you being here. The kinds of things that you do with regard to nutrition, is there um, not necessarily like, you know, a golden food, but things that people can eat on a regular basis to help combat radiation induction? Because we face it every day. It doesn't matter what Absolute. we do. I mean, Absolutely. There sure is. You want me to wait till you have the other speaker where I go yeah, into yeah. that? Um, yeah. Okay. Ms. Engineer, can you go ahead and bring Chuck in for me, please? And Chuck, when you get here, say hello. I'm here. There we go. There we go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Chuck Hyman. This is um, the, the founder of Mid America Land Restoration, and you can look them up online, MidAmericaLandRestore.com. 
Uh, and he is the guy that takes care of the land that you grow food in. You know, he's got enzymes and all this stuff that I completely do not understand, but I know that it works, um, that takes care of the land, the ground that you grow food in, whether it is tomatoes, whether it's cucumbers, whether it's broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, I don't care, potatoes, you name it, this guy has the stuff. And the correlation between what you eat and what you're doing every day as you're walking around has some interplay. So, Dr. Marvin, um, if you can, like, lay some of those foods out and get people to understand, you know, you should maybe have some more of this and not so much of this and understand it from a nutritional aspect because we would like to live longer. That hasn't changed. No. Well, what I, what I recommend generally is people need to have a good multiple vitamin. And doctors will tell you you don't need it if you can have a good diet. The problem is there is no good diet. It isn't available unless you raise it. So I recommend everybody take a good multiple vitamin and mineral. Number two, omega-3. Omega-3. Not six and nine, just omega-3. And the third thing is the product I was telling you about called ProTandem. It's a new supplement. It's new, I'd say, six years. And uh, that's pretty new when you're talking about health and things that you can take. Yeah. Totally safe. I've given it to infants three weeks old and 90-year-old people. So it's totally harmless. It stimulates your intracellular antioxidants, and that's why it works as a oh, wow. deterrent to radiation. Now, I'm not treating people with radiation sickness because there is none around where I am. But I'm a good friend of the inventor. The inventor told me and assured me it was when uh, Three Mile Island went, and it was at the beginning of uh, Fukushima. I was riding in a car headed to meet with the inventor of this product in Denver, Colorado. He was a professor of biochemistry at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. And uh, I asked him, I said, by the way, I have some friends in Japan and Fukushima just had a meltdown. Uh, would this help them any? He said, it'll help them wonderful. It protects them. It protects them from the effects of radiation. And wow, okay. it's simple. So, so the, the, it's is, harmless. Is, is this something like a, like a, not the same as, but akin to a multivitamin kind of thing you can take? Or do you need to like, you know. It's herbs. Rubber, it's fiber on your skin. <laughs> It's five herbs and synergism. And we have it okay. to apply to the skin. We have it to take internally. I would recommend anybody around radiation environment to take it internally because it will affect every cell in your body, and rubbing it on your skin isn't going to protect much more than the skin. It will spread a little bit, but primarily the skin. So well, yeah, if you want, if you're out there in the sun and you're, you know, out on the beach or by the pool or something like that, you can rub it on your skin yeah. and protect yourself that way as well as ingest it. Um, right. It sounds much better than the cancer-causing chemicals that people are putting on the skin every day when they're out in the sun because that stuff right. just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, no, this is totally safe. As I say, I've given it to. At one time, I had 20 children under four years of age on it. 
for various and sundry different things. But uh, it is available for adults, and uh, it works very well. And uh, I've been on it myself about six years. You feel better? You feel months. more alert? I mean, tell, tell us about how, what your reaction is. Well, I'm 87, and I'm doing research all the time and uh, presenting presentations, probably six presentations to audiences a month. Well, you don't sound so 87. So at 87, I've got more energy than I had at 60. <laughs> you, you, you certainly do not sound 87 years old. Um, That's it. I can tell you that right now. I talk to a lot of people, and you don't sound 87. So awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, thank you very you, much. You, you you can still like walk up and down stairs without a problem. That kind of thing. I mean, 87 years old. Sure. If you're not doing something to take care of your body, then you got issues. Um, and oh, it's yeah. probably the fact Big that lady. you're on 40 different medications. Um, mm-hmm. How did how did um, you and Mr. Heinemann get together because I've known Chuck for a while. He's been on the show before talking about, you know, his enzymes and things like that. How did you guys meet up and kind of come to the We had a mutual friend. Okay. Did it happen to be the the inventor? No, no, no. The inventor's retired, lives in West Palm Beach, Florida. He's a professor, been a professor all of his life in biochemistry, teaching medical schools. And by the way, 29 medical schools are doing research on this product with their own money. Now, I've taught in two medical schools, and we never could do any research with our own money because it's expensive to run a medical school. We had no extra money, but we have 29 medical schools, including Harvard, that are doing research on this product with tremendous results. Yeah. Yeah, Penicillin never had 29 medical schools doing research on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, there's actually uh, some. There's another product out there, and I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, that has to do with detecting heavy metals in your system. You get about it takes about I think about two weeks to get the results back. Uh, you do some kind of a test. You send it in. They send it back. You get the results. You don't have to worry about going mm-hmm. to a doctor and paying you know like some exorbitant amount of money for you know somebody in a lab to sit there and spend your blood someplace. Uh, it's it's direct, it's personal. You get it, not a doctor, and you can read it. Whether or not people can understand it, it might be yeah. different. But here's the difference. Uh, this is mine. This has is no toxicity. very outstanding. Uh, so all drugs have to be toxic to be a drug. Yeah, at least the synthetic ones, anyway. All of them. The FDA has well, four screenings to approve of a drug. The first one is toxicity. They increase it to the experimental animal in degrees to where there's 50% of them die, and that's the LD50. Then it goes to the second, third, and fourth screening. But if it doesn't pass the first screening, they reject it. This product I'm talking about will never be accepted because it's totally safe. I've given it to three-week-old infants. So wait a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They... A pharmaceutical company manufactures a drug, and basically, if I understand you correctly, they take the dose up to a 50% no, mortality does. rate. Yeah. 
Okay. The FDA. All right. Well, the FDA forces them to. Yeah. And if they don't have a fifty well, percent mortality rate, to... among, if they don't if they don't have a fifty percent mortality rate among the test subjects, which are usually animals, Mary's... then it's not going to fly. That's right. As a drug. What? Why do you want people that people or even animals? Why do you want animals to die? To test a drug, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. This was a law passed in the latter twenties because it protects the drug company consortium to get everything that isn't toxic. We can't claim wow. a drug. We don't claim this product's a drug. We can't because we have no toxicity. But here's what happens. I'll go through it again. When you you present a drug to the FDA, they will take it and add that drug to the test animals. We used to use larger animals. They used to use monkeys, but they're now too expensive. Dogs, they were way too expensive. And uh, PETA gave them some trouble, and I was agreement with that. And then they got down to guinea pigs. They're a little expensive. Now we're down to mice. And uh, what they do is they give the drug in increasing doses to the mice, say 100 mice or 1,000 mice, until 50% of them die at a certain dose. Then they have what's called a LD50, lethal dose 50. And then they can go to the second screening and to become a drug. But without the toxicity, they're rejected. This this really this really blows me away. I know. Keeper, it goes, blew me away. It goes, the, it goes sorry, to the six term. years ago. It blew me away when I was in pharmacy school and found out about it. Wow, Chuck, you, you were trying to chime in there. Go ahead. It goes to the term called uh, antibiotic pro probiotic. Antibiotic is anti-life. Probiotic is pro-life. Well, if you can it down, about everybody on the globe needs, because with all the stuff we ingest, we're killing off our flora. That's the bacteria in your intestinal tract that does 80% of your digestion and 80% of your immunity is from the probiotics you have in your intestinal tract. Well, let me ask you. I this. have taken care of people with Lyme's disease that have been on an antibiotic 23 years. Well, Lyme's disease. It's not an infection for 23 years. It's an autoimmune disease after about 90 days to 120 days. And when it is in that level, you need antibiotics. But after that, you need an antioxidant to stop the immune reaction on the body. It's an autoimmune disease. So that's, that's where you get it. And uh, All right. people are taking enough antibiotics in food and meat and cattle that have been fed antibiotics so they will gain more weight. You eat a piece of beefsteak, you're going to have some antibiotics. So a lot of us are running around with only a partial amount of bacteria in our intestinal tract. They all need probiotics. I can totally If you want to give somebody that. a great Christmas present, give them a probiotic. <laughs> I could get totally attest to that. Um, I'm I, I'm actually kind of you know dealing with some of that right now. 
um, one of the uh, and please correct me, Dr. Marvin, if I'm wrong. One of the precursors to colon cancer um, mm-hmm. is basically some sort of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do suffer from that, but I can trace it back to a certain instance of eating some bacon that I didn't completely cook or it was a little bit older than it should have. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to get back the proper stuff in my system uh, yeah. So that I'm not having that anymore because it sucks, man. It's it's bad. I mean, eight thirty in the morning, I get to the job site, I'm hitting the porta john, and it sucks, you know. And then you know, two hours later, I got to hit it again because my breakfast is like done doing what it's going to do. How do I get that back? Is there something that I can do to get that back? Sure. Are you taking any probiotic? Yes. How many organisms is it? You need around. Uh, 30 to 50 million organisms. Well, then I need to, like, take a whole bunch more because it's like 2,000 in each pill or something like that or in the whole yeah, bottle. Well, I tell you, you can get good ones, but I wouldn't go to the drugstore to get them. I'd get them in a the health food store. Okay. That may sound strange coming from a physician, an MD, but the ones in health food stores, that's their main bailiwick. They are really into probiotics. Go to GNC or there's many, many of them. Right, right. Uh, and tell them you That's want just one a, of the biggest names. Yeah, yeah. A fortified probiotic, and uh, I think everybody should be on them with our food these days because <clears throat> we're giving these animals all kinds of things. For example, I have seen in my practice seven-year-old girls brought in by their mother. That were menstruating. Well, that's not right. Seven? Seven-year-old. Why? Because of the milk had been given to her from dairies that stimulate their cows with estrogen. Oprah yeah. got in big, big, big trouble trying to battle that. Yeah. I'm not trying to battle it because you can't change the fact the companies give their dairy cows estrogen. But you can help the patient by giving them something that will counteract that and to get something going in their body. You know, that's, uh, that's awful to have uh, children experience in that area. That also is one of the causes, in my opinion, of breast cancer nowadays, estrogen in little girls. Yeah, I, I my father agree had with you there. I know what I'm talking about. He yeah, never I've, would I've use heard, chemicals. Yeah, I've heard, and many, many people have heard, um, you know, news stories about uh, you know seven-year-old girls and eight, nine, ten-year-old boys actually now having you know real breast tissue because of the milk, uh, mm-hmm. be- because of the hormones that they're feeding the cows, and it does right. pass through that stuff. And you know, if sure. they're not doing anything to take it out of the milk, then the, you're going to get it. And that just goes. Yeah, to I show tell you, everybody to go you know, to a good health food store. And buy their milk or use soy milk. There's downside to soy, but it's not as bad as estrogen to little girls. Or I really like almond milk. You know, I'm I'm I've been thinking about trying that stuff. Is it? I think you can find it in a store called Silk, right? S I L K Mm -hmm. Silk. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I've been thinking about trying that stuff, and I'm not fond of almonds myself. 
Does it have any kind no. of a you know nut flavor? No, Cause then, no you never know are, it's you know, from almonds. Okay, so people that are allergic to almonds or allergic to nuts don't do that. Now you're allergic um, to almonds, you might have problems. Yes, so don't so don't do that. Don't do the nut thing. Okay, don't need don't. We're not saying if you're allergic, saying go try that. When you're allergic, <laughs> they can't get that out. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys hooked up. One of you guys does nutrition about the body. The other guy does nutrition about the soil that we grow our food in. And I think this mm-hmm. is a, a beautiful, beautiful um, kind of, you know, joining of minds here. Um, have you had a chance to talk with Chuck and, and listen to what he is talking about and what he does? I have somewhat, but not in length. Well, um, we've talked three um, times about thirty minute segments each, so <laughs> so we're both not a lot. Going, <laughs> going places and and never getting enough time to sit down and and really get in depth. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, here we are. You know, Christmas season. Everybody is busy um, trying to do this and do that. And you know, again, Dr. Marvin, I appreciate your time. Um, the things that Chuck is doing with the enzymes in the soil. Um, mm-hmm. It's not an, an immediate fix. It's not an immediate fix with you, Dr. Marvin, having somebody take this stuff. But it is certainly a defense against all of the, the things that are going on with our bodies, with the environment, how to take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. Um, and and I'm going to throw this out there uh, just to be kind of different uh, and maybe tip the scales towards um, – not necessarily extreme, but certainly a different line of thinking. Um, THC oil, the kinds of things that we're finding out about THC oil uh, have been proven to stop seizures in children, seizures in adults, and they help mm-hmm. with you know glaucoma, they help with Crohn's disease. It helps with all of these other things. Um, and if, I'm just thinking here, all right, so if we take Chuck's enzymes, put them in the soil, grow some marijuana, squeeze that stuff into the oil, and add that to the supplement that you were talking about, I think that would be a dynamite product. I'm just being weird, flying off the wall here. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'll throw out ideas, and if somebody wants to run with them, awesome, great. If they don't, well, that's no skin off my back. But the kinds of things that you're talking about, Dr. Marvin, the kinds of things that Chuck does and the results that I've been following – when it comes to THC oils, um, it seems to me that a lot of the natural stuff needs to be where we get we get back to where we actually like you know invest in that. I mean, can anybody argue with that? If you want to, no. let's. I mean, no, it, I can't. It's, inc- <laughs> it's incredible. Can I give you a statistic that I go by? I sure. hate to take all the time, but uh, I, I, I won't say anything after this. So someone else can talk. But the World Health Organization published an article, and I can't tell you what month it was, within the last year and a half. And they said in the world there's 7,000 diseases. 7,000 diseases. Now, their article stated the REB comes in, we only have medical treatment for 500 now, what happens to the 6,500 that there's no treatment for? Well, if you live in China, you use a similar product to what I'm talking about, 
for that same product or the oil or something else. But for people who don't know that these things are available, they're up the creek without a paddle or a drug because there isn't any for all the diseases. And uh, if you live in India, you don't sweat that 6,500 because they've got all kinds of herbs that work. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> exactly. And China and Japan, they already have it. But you know, in my practice, when I would give a prescription to a person, they would rip it out of my hands, run out of the office to the drugstore to buy it and start gobbling it down, a toxic material. But when I talk to them about some herbs, they turn white, break out in a sweat, start trembling maybe becoming incontinent, and they're scared to death of an herb. Why? Because we've been brainwashed that herbs are weird. It may have a foot growing out of your forehead one of these days if you keep taking herbs, which is all nonsense. Herbs have been used millennium before drugs were ever even developed or discovered. Exactly. So I'll shut and, up for a while. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, that, excuse me, that is, that is, um, the propaganda of westernized medicine. And, you know, I would, I would suggest that it may have even started with Louis Pasteur. However, what he did, obviously, if you know your history, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. was actually very beneficial. Um, if, if you go back before, modernized medicine, if you look at Mideast medicine, if you will, uh, or Far East mm-hmm. medicine, um, back in the day, if you were going to what I guess we might call a doctor or what they would have called a doctor back then, an herbologist or something like that, if you got mm-hmm. sick, you could fire them and go to somebody else because they were there mm-hmm. to keep you from getting sick. That was the whole premise. And mm-hmm. the whole westernized medicine kind of attitude is, okay, well, you're sick, come see us. That's, that, that doesn't ever, that's not ever really made a whole lot of sense to me. I don't right. want to be sick. I would like to be healthy. I would like to live a long life. Um, I would like to be able to, you know, continue to walk up and down stairs without too much hassle, all of these things. Yet the prescriptions that were given are not actually helping those things. Oh, well, here's, you have a symptom of you've got an upset stomach. Well, here, take this, and it'll help with, you know, you feeling this way. Pepto-Bismol over the counter. Mm-hmm. And then it continues. It gets worse. So, well, okay, so that's not working. All right, well, let's try something stronger. But what is it that's causing that problem to begin with? Nobody wants to address because they just want to push some, you know, medicine, the newest, the fattest, Absolutely. the latest, the greatest thing. Uh, Absolutely, you hit my hot button on that one. <laughs> um, you know? I, I am, I am in love with you, Doctor Marvin, because I don't see you as a doctor that would prescribe a whole lot of medication, and would actually no. sit down and, and and listen to what is going on. You know, doctors not only need to be familiar with the medicine that they are supposed to be prescribing, or may or may not subscribe. But they also need to listen to the psychological aspect. You know, you guys sure. have, you know, you guys hear all of it. And 
A lot of people don't understand that. Even doctors don't understand that. Everybody's gotten so specialized. And, you know, like I said, I don't go to the doctor. You know, I, I, I rarely take, you know, aspirin or uh, Motrin or Tylenol or whatever for a headache. Every once in a while I get one, I'll take it. I get migraines really, really bad. And the only thing I want to do is to be left alone. Don't talk to me. Don't give me anything. Don't <laughs> pat my back. Just leave me alone, okay? And let me let me just, I mean, I'm laid out. Don't, I mean, all noise, all light, all sound, everything. Just shut it off, okay, and let me be in silence. Um, right. And, you know, people want to prescribe a medication for it so that, you know, you can still function. But if you go through it, your body then will know what to do without help. And that's that's part of the problem with all these prescribed medications. You know, it's like, you know, I well, I have to do this. I have, you know, I have to be able. Okay, well, here, let's get you, you know, something to get you through. And that's the problem. And sometimes, sir, and I hate to interrupt, but sometimes no, you're good. they give you a drug and then they give you two drugs to counteract the side effects of the first drug. Exactly. We're on the same page. We yeah. are not only on the same page, we are on the same chapter of the same book. Right. And, you know, yeah. that's what really upsets me. Doctors give patients seven or eight prescriptions. All of them are toxic. And they wonder why they aren't blossoming in health and cheerful. <laughs> and most of them are in a, like a zombie in a daze as they come in, a drug cloud. Over. Yeah, and uh, you, know, you know that isn't health. That isn't abundant living. And I don't think enough doctors realize that every drug that's in the back end of any pharmacy has to show toxicity, or they wouldn't be giving them. I saw a lady had forty prescriptions that she was taking because she'd seen about six doctors, hadn't told each doctor that she'd seen another doctor and how much medicine she was on. I had my practice made it a law that the front sheet of the chart had to have every drug they were on or I wouldn't see them. Right. Now, I asked one lady after she proudly told me the 40 drugs she was taking, I said, ma'am, has your husband ever noticed a mushroom cloud coming out of your top of your head? <laughs> I'm starting you know, to laugh at that, <laughs> but still... <laughs> I know. I mean, it's pathetic. When the third leading cause of death in these United States is prescription drugs, rightly prescribed, not overdoses, rightly diagnosed, everything right, the third leading cause of death is prescription drugs. Now, that's like two 747s crashing every day for a year. Now, you know and I know the second day two 747s crashed full of people, They'd be grounded, every one of them. But we'd go through every year with around 189 to 195,000 people dying from prescriptions. But it's okay. But, you know, we don't hear about it, so it doesn't matter. It's okay. No, it's never popular, never publicized. And I, you see, I think I got on this page, sir, by being a pharmacist. The reason I went to pharmacy school, I'd wanted to be a doctor ever since I was five years old. I was adopted, and the old doctor would see me all the time because I belonged to him for a while until he found a family that adopted me. And then 
You know, that's all I wanted to do. Well, my folks were sharecroppers and poor, and they couldn't afford to send me to college, so we had to mortgage the farm. And I got up to school and found out there was 1,200 on the waiting list every year to get into medical school for 120 spots. So I figured I'm going to have some type of backup. I'm going to take pre-med and pharmacy simultaneously, and I taught herbs in pharmacy school. Now, isn't that ironic? I taught herbs. The dean had me teaching herbs in the University of Kansas School of Pharmacy. So I got friendly with herbs. I got to studying herbs. I was a teacher of herbs called pharmacognosy. And so uh, I got accepted the first application. And I love medical school. I made better grades in medical school than I had all my life. I loved it. Eat, breathe. I tell people, sir, I never worked a day in my life. I had fun every day I lived. I never worked. Yeah, it's wonderful. I couldn't wait to get off of vacation and back to work. Were you forced to take vacations? (laughs) I didn't take too many. (laughs) I didn't. All right, Keeper, this is where... This is where Doc and I kind of got together, you know. We talk about the uh, the RAD readings that are all across this country that are completely out of control. Yeah, sure. Um, we're talking thousands of counts plus per minute anywhere in the country. The gamma counts are off the charts. People don't understand the effects of the radiation. People don't understand let alone in our soil and our water. The government's changed our safety limits in our drinking water so extremely and changed the acceptable death rate. Well, Chuck, we got about four minutes to talk to you. We've got to take a break. Let me ask you this. In everything that you do, have you been able to uh, identify something that people that is relatively affordable can get a hold of to like put in their house and like you know that's going to measure this kind of stuff that they're being you know inundated with every day because that's something tangible that people can really kind of get their you know get their their get their paws on and kind of understand. If not, it's cool. I just want to throw that out there really quick. Um, people don't really understand gamma radiation or everyday radiation or X-ray radiation or you know even sitting in a a you know a CT scan or a CAT scan or MRI or something like that because that is also a form of radiation and we are yep. bombarded with this every day i mean right. radiation doesn't stop it's it, it's not confined to that little circle that you're slipped into when you go to the doctor and you get a CT scan or a CAT scan it keeps going and you know you're talking about people not understanding that that is that's what's actually transpiring Somebody takes an X-ray. That's the, radiation. What do you think about the new blood types in Japan? Whoa, 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 whoa! You know what? Hold that thought. <laughs> Both of you gentlemen, please stay stay on the line. We're going to take our commercial break just a little bit early. New blood types in Japan. This is probably from Fukushima. We'll get into more of that. We're going to take our break a little bit early. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please pay attention to Tanglewood Soap Company commercial. It's coming up. Go see them. Check them out on Facebook. Um, look them up um, uh, anywhere you can. Just, just search for it on uh, your local Google feed, whatever you want to do. Tanglewood Soap Company. Um, 
this is this stuff is shipped direct to you. It's made. You'll just hear the commercial. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. We've got a full hour coming up just after this. Keepers Mind Pool, 424-258-9220. If you have a question or a comment, please press the number one button. Somebody will answer your phone call. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you still looking for that perfect gift? Something special that might just be over the top or over the top of the tub? Check out Tanglewood Soap Company. With over 100 cents, these handcrafted soaps made in small batches ensure the freshest ingredients are delivered directly to you. 100% all-natural extracts and exfoliants combined right here in America. That pride, that quality shines bright at Tanglewood Soap. Look for them on Facebook. They deliver right to your door or visit the shop at 410 North Main Street, Marksville, Louisiana. Tanglewood Soap Company, where soap becomes art. Hey everybody, this is Dave Bray from the patriotic rock band Madison Rising. And you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. Defend Freedom Tour featuring Ayla Brown and Madison Rising. Special guests include Karen Vaughn, Jason Redmond, Cody McGregor, Jason Beardsley, Darren Selmick, Terry Shepard. Get informed and get involved at DefendFreedomTour.com, coming at you in red, white, and blue. Not all guests will be at all locations. Check the website, DefendFreedomTour.com, for further details. About themselves, but about the idea of America. We need a hero, someone to show us the way. We need a hero who speaks for the people and what we have to say. We still There's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish certain things. If you're not mad, you're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem. Light it up! Liberty for All 3% presents Liberty Tree Expo 2016. June 17th, 18th, and 19th. Three days of fun. Amazing speakers, informative classes, great food, and camping family fun. Liberty and freedom are constantly being taken. It's time for patriots across America to stand up. Liberty Tree Expo 2016 in Yakima, Washington. Check LFA3.org for more details. Liberty Tree Expo 2016. LFA3.org. Liberty for all 3.org. Desert sun, 
Hey, this is Mike, and I listen to Mindful every Wednesday. Are you trying to start a movement or already have a movement, but you're tired, frustrated, disappointed at your present choice of social platforms that have all kinds of restrictions? Come, join us at CollaborateUSA.com and let's grow together without restrictions. A place where you can inspire, stimulate, and fulfill your ideals. My apologies for the uh, 2016 style type commercials there. I mean, we're looking, you know, we can change away from 2017. Um, everything that we're doing um, sometimes get, gets lost in the process. Uh, so please forgive the 2016 commercial stuff. Um, the Liberty, Liberty Tree Expo uh, in Yakima, Washington was a big success. You can look up Liberty for all 3%. You can find them on Facebook unless they've closed things down. I don't think they have if you are interested in that kind of thing. Um, the Defend Freedom Tour is still doing what they're doing. They are uh, – that whole thing is part and parcel of Concerned Veterans for America. Um, look them up. You can find more information at Concerned, uh, Concerned Veterans for America. You don't need to be a veteran to check them out. Uh, join up, be a part of what's going on. So look them up. Everybody at collaborate.com, uh, collaboratenation.com, collaborate, et cetera, et cetera, um, they've been actually dynamite. I've, I've been speaking with uh, a lot of them behind the scenes, you know, behind closed doors, so to speak. Um, and we're going to have a representative from that particular venue coming up in a couple of weeks and I don't know if it'll be next week, but you know, cause you know, it's between Christmas and new year's, you know, everybody's busy. Everybody's got, you know, Christmas parties and new year's parties and all of that stuff to get to and kind of recovering from Christmas break and getting ready for the new year's break. So look them up, find out what they're all about. Many, many things that you can get involved with. If that is your cup of tea, my cup of tea is bringing you information like we're talking about tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and my guest tonight, Dr. Marvin, and uh, my other guest, Chuck Hyman, are on the line with us. And I wanted to take that break early because I'm – wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. New blood types in Japan that really right. threw me for a loop. I mean, we've got A, B, A, B, positive, negative, O, uh, maybe a couple others because I'm not super familiar with that, but new blood types in Japan? What's this yes. all about? Fill, fill us in. Okay. They've found three individuals that don't fit in the ABO group that you just mentioned, and uh, they feel they've been mutated, and that's what they call them. Mutated blood 
types. Uh, they think there may be eventually 10 to 15 more different ones. Right now, they name the type after the person they found it in. Now, I wonder, you know, how long it t- took to develop this. That's a genetic situation that goes through right. generations. That's forever changing lives ahead of you. So whatever did that is very, very important that we squelch. Simply because you get 30 blood types. Who's going to give you a transfusion? You're not going to have a transfusion if you have a major surgery because you won't, by chance, have anybody around you that will match. When you've got the ones we have, we still have to hunt for ABEs and, and the rare group of them like AB negative and et cetera. So uh, this is something that really got me fascinated. Now, the people that discovered this, I believe, think it was due to Fukushima. But Fukushima isn't old uh, stuff that we've got to worry about. But babies have been born, and that may be where it is, because they, they name these types after the person they found with them. They postulate there's 10 to 15 more of these unknown blood types in Japan at this time. Now, I always bring up the question, was that really started and they just now discovered it with Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Because uh, we know radiation, raw radiation was abundant. Uh, right, and it's a possibility that the genetic change in humans was orchestrated by those two. Now, it's interesting, and there's research available. When they went back after the war after, with Japan, and um, they put a big medical research center on the hill above Hiroshima, and uh, they've done research and followed people's lives. Of course, so many of them were vaporized that there wasn't anything but just a shadow in the sand where the body had protected some of the radiation by absorbing it and killing the person. But they did research, and it's a fascinating read about how it happened. My first interest in this came about when I was an intern at Fitzsimmons Army Hospital in Denver. And uh, there was a secret source. I can't even tell you where it's located or what it is. Uh, it was a top secret area at that time. And they sent us a patient. And this man came in, looked healthy as a bug, about 35 years old. Walked in, had his suitcase and everything, and sat down to be entered into the hospital. And we asked, you know, the medical people asked him what was wrong. He said, I was doing research on plutonium gas. And I did a fatal error. I didn't close my cubicle. You know, the ones where you stick your hand in through those arm preps and uh, there's no connection? Okay. Well, he forgot to close the top window so it would be airtight. And he inhaled plutonium gas, raw plutonium gas. And he he was sent in to Fitzsimmons Army Hospital when I was an intern because... He only had about 30 days to live. He had a lethal dose. They were already calculated this secret area where this all was going on. They had determined he had a lethal lethal dose, and he knew he had a lethal dose. And uh, he wasn't married. 
So he took up abode in the Simmons Army Hospital, and we did tests on him. That's why he was there, to give us more information about the dangers of radiation. And we saw a man completely age in front of us. In our, we could see it day by day. He lived just a little over 30 days and died. Wow. But his body came apart. And if there's anybody on this program that thinks radiation is all nonsense, I wish they'd seen what I'd saw. This man would age by the hour. You would see him in the morning and the afternoon. He looked like a different person. All He was coming apart. His entire system, all of his enzyme systems, all of his hormones, everything in his body was disintegrating before us. And it was the most shocking thing I think I've ever seen. In fact, I got so, unless I had to, I wouldn't even go into his room. Wow. It was just heartbreaking to see what it does. Now, I tell you that to tell anybody that's a naysayer that's listening to your programs, oh, that's nonsense. I've heard it before. In fact, when these radiation scores come out that uh, Chuck has and I got a hold of them, I showed them to a lot of people. They say, oh, I've heard that before, you know. I said, well, you better pay attention because this could mean your life, your future children's life, and whatever. I don't know, you know, all the details. I'm, I'm ignorant of the present-day situation, but I'm sure aware of what it has done in the past. Right. And so that's why I wanted to tell you why I was interested. I saw the worst things I've ever seen in my life was a person dying by a mistake he made doing research on plutonium gas. That's that is, you know, using using I'm sure the words you know that that other people have to, that that you know expressed to you that is unreal. You know, people yeah, can't even fathom is. fathom that. They, they just they, unless you have some kind of imagination. I have a pretty good one. Um, you you just you just can't see it. You can't even you know be empathetic about it, let alone sympathetic well, about it. And you lived it. Talking about um, Japan, there's ten to fifteen they propose different blood types that have come in, been found in Japan. They think there's maybe two thousand Japanese with one of them because they've started testing, and uh, they say right now there's around twenty five hundred people. With Langerese as a type, a new type, negative, and uh, they're, they're scattered around Japan, but they've found now a few in other parts of the world. And yeah, I was thinking about Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah, that all, no, I think it all adds. You know, the, that, I, my opinion, and I'm a neophyte and don't know very much, but. Uh, <laughs> I think what really helped Chernobyl, the Russians were smart enough to bury it in concrete. Well, yeah. Do you well, know how they purified the dirt around that area? No, how did they do that? You know, they first said that that the farmers there would starve or have to move out of the area because none of the land would produce edible vegetation. No matter what you used, it wouldn't be edible because it would be loaded with radioactivity. So what they did, they found a certain weed, and I could look it up, and you can research it, and they planted this in all the ground. 
because they found out this one plant absorbed radiation. It absorbed wow. the minerals that were, were radiated, like whether it was zircon or whatever, you know, whatever the original metal was. Right, right. It absorbed right. that. So they would they could grow two or three crops a year. They'd fill the government subsidized this and they cleanse that land by pulling this weed up and burying it. And now within I think it was four years, they could farm that land. Wow. A lot of it was uh through the use of sunflowers <laughs> and then yeah. they started pumping uh natural microbes through the soil. They had uh, interjection wells to where they interjected the soil around Chernobyl with live microbes. I thought it was I thought it was ingenious. Yes, yeah, see, I mean... But anyhow, I think this, the, medically, this could be a crisis, these new blood types. Yeah, absolutely. You, you have chest pain, you go into a hospital, wherever you live, and the doctor says, we've got to do a coronary artery bypass. And we'll need about six units of blood just to be on the safe side before we open you up. Yeah, what's and you're one type? of these Langeries, new blood types, and they think there may be, you know, 10 to 15 new types. They don't know. They've found these three in Japan. And uh, what are you going to do? You can't have your surgery until you can have some blood waiting that you can match. And if you're one of these, it's going to be scarce. Yeah, you're probably end up, that just, you know dead. Just to be real. Yeah. Now, yeah, you'll be uh, with what we're faced with these rad numbers, the constant yeah. pounding, you know, over a thousand counts per minute here in the breadbasket yeah. of the country. How right. long do we start seeing issues? Like that, with the blood and the other detrimental issues that you and I discussed the other day on the phone because of radiation. I don't think it's going to be very long because right now I think we're seeing the effects of it if we look. See, our trouble with medicine, if they don't look for something, they don't find it. And no one's looking for this except in Japan. Now, if the medical world gets onto this, they're still going to be stymied because if they're producing, radiation is producing new blood types faster than you can match people to them. Talk about a registry. This will be required to have a registry or you won't even be able to transfuse anybody. Yeah. This and, means and it's it, getting it, to the heart of your DNA. That yeah, may, if, you, if you're it. looking, yeah, you're, yeah, I think I know where you're going with that. Um, if you look at the amount of radiation that is still coming out of Fukushima because they can't stop it. They've tried this, they've tried right. that, and they, they cannot stop it. It's right there on the ocean. It is polluting the Pacific Ocean, sure. uh, like wildly. My family, part of well, most of my family lives on the you know west coast of the United States in California. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm telling them, don't eat fish. Don't eat any shrimp. Don't eat anything that you know comes out of you know the water right now. Mm-hmm. And no. unfortunately, the kinds of things that are going on, this will go ahead and permeate into the actual soil where you're buying oranges and you're buying tomatoes and you're buying avocados. You're buying beef and, in the milk. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so you know, here we have you know kind of something that you can help 
combat yourself. What was that thing you were talking about, Doctor, that, that this friend of yours created, and how can people get that? Well, uh, they can get a hold of uh, the lady that put us together. Her name is Marie Hampton, and she uh, can give you information. I can give you information how to get a hold of her. But, well, you know, if, this is if, it's safe, and it's, it's very economical. It is there a website about, that people can go to? Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll site, get that information. Okay, the website. Yeah. If you have it right in front of you, let's go ahead and you know rattle that off, and we'll cover it again before we get out of here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would do it. Doc Snarf. Oh no, I would do this one. DocMarvin.com. <laughs> DocMarvin.com. Okay. Okay. Doc D-O-C. Mm-hmm. That's it. com. Right. That's my website. Okay. And there's other information there, obviously. You know, with yes. your you yes. know, plethora of information and knowledge and everything that you've been through, uh, you can go find out everything that you need to know about this guy. Because he's basically putting his name out there and on the line. Um, to sure. get people healthy, as opposed to letting you just—that's my whole goal. You know, take another supplement or a, a, another, you know, prescribed medication that's not going to do anything but give you a symptom or a side effect, so you can get another prescribed medication that's going to provide another side effect. I mean, and the other person you can get a hold of is Marie Hampton, M A R E E. Hampton, H-A-M-P-T-O-N, dot com. She can get replied back to you pretty ASAP. She's she's pretty good lady. You've got she's her uh, contacts, haven't you, Chuck? Yeah, I do. So you can reach she's out to me and I can get you directly to her, too. So. She's probably going to be busy in the next couple of days because um, well over a couple thousand people have either seen this particular uh, episode information, and we'll probably tune in and listen into what's going on. Um, this has been one of the the bigger type uh, recognitions, I guess, when it comes to what we're doing here. So, you know, hopefully she gets busy. Hopefully sure. you get busy, Doctor Marvin. Uh, well, I love it. And the harder I work, the better I am. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> I mean, when when we're you know, I mean, I'm going to slow there. down when I get old. <laughs> when we're out there busting our hump, you know, that's that that's really what makes the day go, and that you know, we get our enjoyment from that. I can speak to that from uh, a physical level because I still enjoy plumbing. I've been doing it for over 20 years. I still like it. I still like going into a house and drilling holes and running pipes and you know doing something that not a whole lot of people can do. And when you, Dr. Marvin, are paying attention to your patient and listening to what they have to say, having that psychological side of things being adhered to or addressed, and then obviously paying attention to what it is that patient is, you know, going through and the best way to approach it, you right there, sir, are one of the people I would like to go see. Too bad you live too far from me because I don't go to the doctor. (laughs) I know. Um, But you can always – we can talk. Uh, yes, yes. Um, and 
you know, we're talking, you know, you delve into the nutrition side of things, and is there, other than um, this product, what can people eat? I mean, are we eating broccoli? Are we eating cauliflower, carrots? Um, no. You know, what I think is it? One, anything? we should be eating organic nowadays. Get away from all the insecticides and all that stuff. That's why the the length of life in the United States is shrinking is because of all the chemicals we're exposed to, in my opinion. So I'd like to go organic, meaning no herbicides, no insecticides in them. You, yeah. you might pay a little bit more for it. And when yeah. you go to the store, if you have to look for it, you've got to hunt for it, you've got to go to a specialty shop or something like that, it's going to be well worth it. If you want to live a long, healthy life, it's well worth it. Spend the extra right. couple of bucks that you might need to do so that you can look at a product that says no GMO, no insecticide, no pesticide, no this or that. No estrogen um, in the milk. Yeah. That's that's really what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and, and I give you my three. A good general vitamin and mineral, number two, omega-3, and number three, protandium, P-R-O-T-A-N-D-I-M. Protandium. I'm going to look that up. Um, okay. Hey, Keeper, I've got, a, I've got an update here. Marie just, yeah, I was going to throw uh, it to you and, and, and find out what's going on, man. So fill us in. What's up? Go Marie ahead, just John. Sent me a message, and uh, go ahead and – I was told to go ahead and give her phone number out so you guys can contact her directly. Okay. Um, yeah. four, 402 304-4758. Okay, and that is whose phone number, so people know who they're calling. That would be Marie, the one that doctor that brought the two of us together. All right, so, and her phone number, one more time. Everybody grab a pen, pencil, crayon, marker, write this on the <laughs> wall, whatever it happens to be, okay? Um, write this phone number down one more time, if you would, please, sir. Four zero two three zero four four seven five four seven five eight. And her website is Marie M I R E E M I R E E Hampton H A M P T O N at lifevantage dot com. Okay, so it, people research this stuff. Go look it up. M I R E Marie, not Marie. M A R I E. It's Marie. M I R E E. Right. Hampton. Go look it up. Go find out what it's all about. Um, and and, and Chuck, the website I, know, I give you wrong. It's MarieHampton dot LifeVantage dot com. Well, we just pulled Marie and she's listening. Okay. Well, Awesome. Thank you very much for listening in. Um, okay. Uh, Life Advantage, L-I-F-E, Advantage.com? Uh-huh. Okay. M-I-R-E-E-H-A-M-P-T-O-N dot LifeVantage.com. All right. Cool. Um, I want to give everybody, you know, they're just rewards. They're just, you know, props. Um, everything that I can do because um, – what I what I do is I want people's people to get their message out there, and hopefully people will hear what is being said and discussed and go learn for themselves. I don't want people to sit there and take my word for it. 
um, I want people to learn. That's, that's always been something that I have wanted to do and been pushing ever since I started this program, ever since I started on, you know, this kind of radio outlet, this particular, you know, podcast, whatever you want to call it. But I want people sure. to learn. I don't want them to sit there and um, take what I have to say as law. It's not law. You've got to learn for yourself. Um, in case in point, Dr. Marvin, having people um, take responsibility for their own health is something that you discussed earlier. You've got right. to. You've got to be able to a- ask the questions. And if you don't have a doctor that is willing to sit with you and answer your questions, you need to find another doctor. Go to somebody That's else. True. Go Absolutely. To, go to somebody that is it is willing to listen to what is going on, not just physically, also psychologically, because it is all part and parcel of what is going on in our life. Um, thank you for yes. being here, sir. You are a friend of the program. Dr. Marvin, you are also a friend of the program. You guys can call thank in you. and we can discuss, you know, whatever you want to discuss. Uh, it's been eye-opening. And if people want to get a hold of your information, Chuck, you can. people can go to midamericalandrestore.com find out what these enzymes are all about that you can put in your garden and grow healthy tomatoes and cucumbers and zucchini and corn and all of that stuff. Just be sure and buy seeds that are non-GMO. We're going to play another song here, guys, and you are more than welcome to stick around. I probably have a little bit of a rant after this. You're more than welcome, like I said, you're more than welcome to stick around. Whoa, 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 I'm getting a message here. Hang on. Something coming across my screen. If anybody is on the line, we're going to play a song. We will play a song in the next couple of minutes. But if anybody is on the line, um, Marie, if you are on the line and have a question or a comment and would like to chime in, please press 1 right now. Somebody is going to answer your phone call. Uh, but, gentlemen, uh, I appreciate your time. I know what it does. You know, it's I know what it takes to to chime in and be a part of the program. I appreciate it immensely, more than you could possibly know. Um, And I hear some kind of background noise there. Marie, are you on the line with us? Marie. Hello. Hello. Good evening. This is Marie speaking. Hi, Marie. Thank you for calling in. My pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure pleasure to bring these two gentlemen to, together. I just think they're true humanitarians. People need to wake up, take control of their own lives, and I thank you for allowing us on this program. I mean, all right, so let me ask this. Your accent, um, I'm already in love with. Okay, just to put that out there. Okay. Um, where in the world are you? I'm actually currently in Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, you're in Lincoln, Nebraska. Where are you from originally? I'm from New Zealand. New Zealand is my home. All right. I'm good with that. I'm really, really good with that. Um, Good. Thank you again for calling in, and thank you for volunteering your phone number and your time and, and all of the things that you've done to do this kind of thing. It is it is. It speaks volumes about the kind of people that do this stuff because not everybody is all about selfish ways. They want to see people blossom and be healthy and have a long life and still stick around, especially family-oriented. But this is something bigger than just our own family. And I'm, right. you know, I've, I've given big respect to Dr. Marvin, 
Chuck as well. I've known her for quite a while. Uh, Marie, you are more than welcome to call into the program anytime you'd like um, and talk about this stuff because I could listen to your voice for hours. I mean, I could just, I just, I, I just like would, you know, prop my head up and just listen. You could talk all you want. And I'm sure well, you've heard that you. before. Thank <laughs> you. I'll be calling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play a song from Ayla Brown right now. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about this on the other side of the break. But please stick around. We've got a little bit more of Keeper's Mindful coming up. Don't go away, but we'll be right back. This is Ayla Brown. Go check her out at AylaBrown.com. Please stay tuned.
Ayla Brown. Check her out. AylaBrown.com. Go download her music. She's got a Christmas tune out there that she wrote that you're going to be able to go ahead and download, purchase, et cetera, et cetera. Check it out. AylaBrown.com. A-Y-L-A-B-R-O-W-N.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. the things that we've been talking about tonight are absolutely incredible. We've got new blood types in Japan, and I would dare to guess it's going to be called blood type L. Uh, and if they get even more specific, it could be L positive or L negative, but we'll see what happens in the future. This is definitely something that needs to be paid attention to from every medical outlet. Uh, Dr. Marvin, I appreciate your time yes. for being here, sir. I was a privilege uh, to be here. Uh, do you have anything else that people might want to be paying attention to before we, you know, uh, I get onto my rant? Because again, I do have a tendency to, you know, do that kind of thing. I just I want to emphasize: be in charge of your own health. If it doesn't sound right, it probably isn't. And it doesn't look right, it probably isn't. And pay attention to your pharmacist. If you get a drug that you're a little bit queasy about. Ask your pharmacist, one that you know, that can tell you, and he can give you a lot of good information. All right. Uh, Chuck, anything you'd yeah. like to jump in there with real quick? Uh, keep an eye on the reds. Watch the page. Uh, we talk about the red and the, and the gamma all the time. Uh, it's in the food. It's in the water. It's been here since... 20 days after the explosion, nearly six years ago. Right, We've right. been bombarded every day for almost six years. Yeah, and, and you and I actually and it didn't talked go about away. some of this. No, it's not going away. Um, Chuck, you and I actually spoke about this. Um, after Fukushima happened, there was a spike in upper, le- upper, upper, excuse me, let me untie my tongue, upper level atmosphere radiation detected in China, or excuse me, Australia, um, that was found by Boy Scouts putting air balloons in the air up there in Australia. So we know that this stuff gets up into the upper atmosphere, and then it's got to fall some po- at some point, and that's what we're also dealing with, not just the stuff that's leaking in the ocean, but everything that falls from the sky, uh, everything that, you know, every time somebody takes an x-ray, every time somebody goes into a CT scan, we, you know, you go into get a mammogram, you know, we are daily bombarded by radiation. And both these gentlemen are doing something about that along with uh, Marie. Uh, Marie, are you still in line with us? Or did you go away? <laughs> I think I went away. There she is. Okay, here she is. I'm here. Uh, all right. Uh, Marie, uh, Chuck gave out your phone number. I'd like you to give out your website for us so that we can hear it in your own voice. I'm probably going to record this and maybe make a commercial about it uh, mm-hmm. if you're acceptable to that. So give out your website, and he gave out your phone number, and people got that. If not, they'll have to go back and listen again. If you want to do that, that is up to you, but at least your website. Sure. My website is mariehampton.lifevantage.com, and it's M-I-R-E-E. And if people are on Facebook, they feel free to friend me. 
Um, I like to help people through Facebook. It's easy. Awesome. Um, and check this out. Um, Chuck, we've got a guy on the line right now. I'm going to bring him in. His name is Joe. He wants more information about the microbes that you've got going on. Okay. And he said that's what I'm understanding. So, uh, Miss Engineer, if you could bring Joe on with his question or his comment, and we'll see about getting some information out there to him. Hello. Hello, Joe. Thank you for being here. What's on your mind, sir? Well, I wanted to know that uh, Chuck was on here with information about microbes and enzymes and what their effect would be in negating the radiation we are getting from Fukushima. I'll let I'll let Chuck answer that one because I've got no clue. I mean, this is an outlet. So, Chuck, you want to take that one, sir? Yeah. The, the natural realm of naturally beneficial reoccurring microbes is the key. We don't want to go looking for GMO. We've got enough GMO problems in the country, and Doc will agree to that one. Um, we have an onslaught of information. What Joe, uh, I know who Joe is. Um, we have 125 different species of naturally reoccurring beneficial microbes that we run with. By adding these to our soil, it's going to be like a, a war defense, a frontline attack. We've got to put them in, and we've got to repeat putting them in so we can get the six years of connect contamination turned around. Uh, and once we start turning things around, um, the microbes are going to be a defense. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to absorb X amount of, of pollutant, radiation, chemical, uh, like the Gulf Coast, and then we're going to lose X amount of microbes. That's why we've got to keep putting them down until we get a microbial count in our soil that is going to defend our soil and put life back in that soil. The thing of it is, once we've got our soil turned around, we will get our water back, enhances hence the problem that the government raised our radiation safety limits in our drinking water. Why? Because our soil is contaminated, which is our natural filter to our water. So when we've got the soil turned around, we'll get our water, and then we get our food supplies back. Okay. Are there any, are there any uh, government efforts underway to combat all this, or are they just ignoring it? I, I need a They're, laugh about that one, but go ahead. <laughs> the chemtrail. They've got four binding agents in the chemtrail that is bringing the radiation to the surface, but once it's on the surface, they're not doing anything with it. Okay. So if I Where could if I an individual get more information on this? Uh, the doctor said something about uh, maybe a Geiger counter. I know that uh, shortly after Fukushima, my own knowledge was that uh, iodine tablets have been utilized to help the body negate the effects of radiation. And when I attempted to get some through two local pharmacies, it was no longer available. That's you have to get a product called Lugol Solution, L-U-G-O-L-S Solution. 
uh, hang on, Doctor Marvin. Back up a second and say that again because it, it broke up uh, in, oh, in okay. translation. There, you say have that to, one more time. Okay, you have to buy a product, and you have to look probably in a small town pharmacy for Lugol's L U G O L S solution, and that is an iodine solution. The primary use of iodine is to protect you from cancer of the thyroid. It won't protect you from all the other things. It will protect you from having cancer of the thyroid. And that's where radiation uh, will first affect people. So anytime there's a spill or an accident, any country in the world will start giving people iodine drops. You take just two or three a day, and it will protect you because it fills your thyroid so the radiation can't get in it. I'm understanding that uh, the effects on the body will first manifest themselves in the thyroid. Is that what you're saying, doctor? Yeah, that's that's one of the dangers. Like Chernobyl, they handed out iodine solution to all the people around and told them to take so many drops each day for so many days. But... Uh, you know, there's other factors that that won't protect. So the whole goal is we've got to have something that will protect your entire body. And that's what I was talking about tonight. Exactly. That, no. Does that answer your question, Joe? Yes, sir. Thank you so very much. And uh, continued success to all of you. Thank, Thank you very you. much, sir. Uh, there's another caller on the line, and I'd like to bring her in. <laughs> I don't know what she has to say, but she is a regular listener, and I appreciate her time. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Anne to the program. Uh, she does listen uh, almost religiously, and she does have a pretty sharp mind. So, Anne, are you there? Hi, Keeper. Hello. Hi, Chuck and Dr. Marvin. Um, Hi. Dr. Marvin, I'm also ABD, PhD, just in psychology. And also a minister. Um, the question that I have is: um, you were talking about the iodine, and you were saying in a different form. But and Keeper knows this. I was in the military also, so they the different methods that was given before. How are we? What you mentioned earlier, the livedus. How is that supposed to be taken? Is that actually a liquid, and is that supposed to be just taken in water? So, that's, because other listeners are just as curious as I am on how that's supposed to actually be taken. Okay. If you're talking about the Lugol solution for thyroid cancer, yes. you take it in, yes. in, in water and just swallow it. Okay. You so, in other words, water, that's, that's a solution anyone can handle. Oh, yeah. Now, to protect your entire body, that's why we were talking about this product, ProTandem. And that's a tablet. Well, I mean, I've been keeping a, a, a listen on what Chuck's been um, putting out on our on our win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, and it's important information. There's a lot of people that don't understand how important it is, what is being done, or more importantly, what is not being done. 
And I'm a firm believer that our government is doing everything they can to destroy our country instead of trying to rebuild it. (laughs) Well, you're right in several aspects here. Because when you see new blood types being developed, it's serious. It's serious, and that's a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the next thing Michael have answered, I have to agree with that. Just think of how many animals have been born in the last three years, three to five years, with two heads. I've seen pictures of a two-headed snake, a two-headed calf, a cow with two heads. Monkey. The monkey. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a monkey, two-headed monkey. I mean, this the next thing we're going to be looking at is is like you know uh, X Men for real, uh, instead of you know just in the movies or in a comic strip. Right. Yeah. You don't uh, know what's going to come out when you're dealing with the DNA. No, you got no clue. I mean, they, yeah, they mapped this, they mapped that, all all these other things. Uh, when you're talking about you know new blood types, your DNA as an individual has been altered at the sub-microscopic level because that's where it's right. at. And it, 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 it does present a danger because like you were saying, Dr. Marvin, if somebody that has this and I don't remember the name, L something or other, um, if they have this blood type, they're not going to be able to get treated because you know they're not going to have surgery unless they have somebody else that's there willing with the same blood type to donate and you know it, it's it, it's kind of on the forethought of the Japanese government to be paying attention to this kind of thing. I give them props for that. I think that Russia is probably experiencing some of the same thing, but they are so tight-lipped about their information. They, they, they even the science population doesn't know about what's going on, even after all of the iodine drops and everything like that after Chernobyl. But these are the kind right. of things that have progressed over you know decades. Decades. I mean, when was it that, you know, uh, America dropped the bomb? When was mm-hmm. Hiroshima Nagasaki? Uh, yeah. we, those are the kinds of things. That's the kind of history that we're looking, about, looking at when it comes to changing the DNA of any individual. We've got about 12 minutes before the end of the show, and I want to thank everybody for being here. I want to thank all of, of the listeners and I want to wish everyone once again Merry Christmas. I hope that you have an enjoyable season. Um, I believe in what Merry Christmas th- that statement says to people. I'm not trying to offend anybody, and I don't care if you get offended because I said Merry Christmas to you. This is my rant, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you for tuning in. This is this is the part of the program where you know I get to say what. You know, it's kind of all about me because I'm egotistical sometimes, but not always. And uh, I appreciate the people that do what they do. I really honestly do. People like Chuck, people like Dr. Marvin, uh, people like Marie, people like Anne that have the brains and the foresight to actually want to take care of people and bring information to people. I put this stuff out there because I think that it is important and I pay attention to a, a lot of it, but I'm not so involved in it that it's like my life. This stuff is your guy's life. And it's important to you, and I respect that. I appreciate that. I appreciate what everybody does. We're looking at Christmas in five wake-ups, meaning that you're going to wake up in five days and it's going to be 
December 25th. It's going to be Christmas once again. I hope that you have a great day. I hope that the new year brings you many blessings and that you, you know, aspire to be everything that you can be. To get on a different note, a little bit more political note, and if you all want to, like, chime out, you can do so now, or you can chime in and say, hey, hey, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I am very hopeful that our new president is going to direct our country in a very positive way. Amen. Um, I have I have not had hope in America for it, the last four years because I made the mistake of voting for our current presidential representative the first time. I did not vote oh, for him the back. second time. And I learned my lesson. <laughs> Thank goodness. In paying attention to everything that has gone on and all of these things that, that were being told by, you know, MSNBC and CNN and ABC and NBC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The biggest news of all. It was the Russian government that directed all of these hacks. And then you look at the opposite side of that where Julian Assange is saying, no, it was absolutely not the Russian government. Now, I want well, to throw this I out mean, there, and I want people the, to think, hang on, man, hang on, hang on, and, 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 hang on, and, and, hello, hello, hang on, I'm not done yet, love. When you, when you look at those two things, okay, our own government, the propaganda machine, that's okay, the propaganda machine that comes out through, you know, all of your... You know, TV outlets and radio outlets and newspaper outlets, okay, they have one agenda. That is to make money. The biggest money right now is to say your, your frontline headlines is, oh, our government says the Russian government did this. That's not true. The fingerprints are Russian type. But even Julian Assange says that's not the case. So who and where is the propaganda coming from? What's the garbage? That's why I want people to listen. I want people to learn. I want people to dig and find out for themselves. Don't accept my word. Don't accept NBC. Don't accept Alex Jones or InfoWars or Prison Planet or CNN or um, Bill Maher or Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity. Don't take their word for it. Go learn for yourself. And find out the information for yourself. If you read one book, you have one point of view. If you read two books, you have two points of view. If you read five books or ten books, you have a more complete story to the whole thing. And it takes diligence. And I want people to be diligent about what's going on in our political arena right now. Some of the picks scare me. Some of the picks are very eye-opening. And going, oh, okay, cool. Because I sit there and I go, okay, well, this guy is already a billionaire. This guy is a millionaire. This guy has all kinds of money. He's been very successful. This woman over here, she's got lots of money. So they can't be bought. And that's what people need to be paying attention to. The kinds of people that Donald Trump is, is putting in these positions is very effective for a prosperous America, in my view, because – they're not going to be influenced by money because they have their own money. They've made their own money. They can live comfortably for the rest of their life, and it doesn't make any difference 
unless they're looking at the American people. And I think that Donald Trump does that, and I think that he is appointing individuals that will represent the American people to lift and support America and obviously make America great again. So we still need to be diligent, observant, watchful, pay attention to what's going on, still have hope. Because it's definitely not the kind of America that Hillary Clinton would want to have us in, in which is tanking everything. And I do like that from my engineer. We're going to rock with that one to close with. Uh, to close, everybody, Dr. Marvin, thank you very much for being here, sir. Uh, I, Merry Christmas. I, Merry Christmas. I love your enthusiasm. Um, Chuck, thank you for being here. Marie, thank you for chiming in. Joe, I appreciate your call and the effort it takes to listen in. And I love you to death. I know you're always here. You always got something to say, and it's very, very insightful. Um, so we're going to close with A Soldier's Christmas from Madison Rising. And I won't be back up. You're welcome. It's, it's, it's true. I mean, I don't say anything that's not true because I don't want to have to remember something that I said that was a lie because it takes too much work and too much effort to maintain the lie. Hillary Clinton looks so old for doing that for 40 years. I mean, just take a look at that. I mean, look at the evidence. Um, but to be real, and, you know, I say things on the radio, I have no problem saying them. I am not worried about, you know, anything that I say on the radio because at that moment, that's the truth that I'm thinking. And if people have a hard time with that, well... I, and they can go find just, their safe space. You just, yeah, you just have to suck it up, you know. Um, Sorry. You know, so hard not to you're, do it. You're right. See, I mean, that's the kind of thing that, you know, when you say something, that's that's really kind of what it boils down to. Well, so, I, have a hard, uh, I have a hard time with, with that. You know I do. I have two wounded warrior <laughs> sons. I am a two-blue-starred mom. I'm grateful to God I am not a gold star mom. But I have two blue stars because of two boys that were wounded. And the people that have the audacity in these colleges to be pushing the... <laughs> you could actually drop the F-bomb tonight. That would be okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite because I don't know who's listening and I don't want children to hear the wrong words because uh, if their parents want them to learn it, they'll teach it, not me. You know, I have a little respect for other people's children. Apparently, in the colleges nowadays, they don't. They're they're teaching opposite of patriotism. They're teaching teaching the opposite of respect. They have no integrity. Wisconsin, no. I learned today, a they're pushing off this stupid class called white man racism. Uh, they're actually having yeah, a class yeah. to teach yeah. you know, what it is. I'm like, what? They need to have a, a, a class for what black man racism is. I mean, let's go ahead and throw that equal stuff out there because not everybody in America is racist. You're just pigeonholing a certain amount of people that happen to be on both sides of the equation, and nobody wants to talk about that. But I don't want to go too much into that. We're going to wrap up. And thank you for being here. Love you to death, girl. Um, again, Dr. Marvin, thank you. Chuck, thank you. Marie, thank you. Uh, Joe, thank you for your call in and question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Keeper's Mind Pool. I will see you next week right back here at 424-258-9220.
and it's 7 p.m. I don't know what we're going to talk about. It's like the in between the you know in between of Christmas and New Year's. So maybe we'll get into some kind of drunk celebration or something like that. But we're going to get out of here with a soldier's Christmas from Madison Rising. I will not be back after that. So please listen up. Go check out MadisonRising.com, DaveRayUSA.com, and find out what Dave's doing right now. He's got a lot of great stuff. And I'll see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Love you. Where I'm from Thanksgiving's come Thanksgiving's gone And my family tells stories Around their Christmas tree In the warm living room On Christmas Eve And the candlelight shimmers As I write down the song Place far away Family and home As the pen hits paper Shadows grow long But I stay here a soldier me and my gun on this Christmas, I'll tell you the truth in my heart from a place that's forgotten. Time, God, and love, I'll stay here, man. My word and faith, there's nothing in this world that I wouldn't trade to go home.
where I'm from. Thanksgiving's come, Thanksgiving's gone, but I stay in the fight. I'll soldier on for the ones who will never come home. 